page 38, December 17, 2021. Hello all, and welcome to another edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. We're the meditative bi-weekly podcast that dives deep into the latest books we've crossed off our endless to-read list. Spoilers lie ahead, dear folks, so please watch your step and come chill out with us as we get our book nerd on. From almost the beginning of time, humans have been a little weary of new technologies. Whether it's the wheel, the printing press, or a smartphone, people are constantly coming up with incredible new ways to get things done. With each of these new inventions that come along, however, comes the inevitable dilemma. What do you do with it? Some people fear that embracing the new means forgetting everything that came before. For others, change means progress and the ability to move humanity forward. If you look at the genre of science fiction in particular, it's easy to see the mixture of optimism and pessimism which society has always met new technology, and the eternal question we've always asked ourselves through our stories. Will the machines we create one day render humanity obsolete? The beautiful book that we'll be talking about today, A Psalm for the Wild Built by Becky Chambers, envisions an almost utopian world where humans and technology find a way to live in harmony with each other. Instead of the world being taken over by evil robots, a la iRobot, or subjugated to the will of an almighty power through technology, a la 1984, this book presents a future that is very much the opposite. For this last formal episode of 2021, what better way is there to close out the year than with a story full of hope? As our book begins, we open with a prologue debating which of the world's pantheon of gods is in charge of robots. Could they be ruled by Chal, the god of constructs? Or perhaps Bash, the god of the cycle of life? Whichever god possibly willed it, however, the world's robots spontaneously came to life one day and left their stations in factories all over the world to retreat to the forest. Next, we move ahead to someone who has reached a crossroads in their life. Our protagonist, a monk named Sibling Dex, has suddenly noticed that they can't hear a single cricket chirping in the city they are currently posted in. They wish for a change of scenery, and so they request to be transferred to a smaller, more remote outpost to become a tea monk. Upon this announcement, Dex's fellow monks throw them a farewell party before they make their way to their new home. The outpost is highly charming, and the monk who gives them a grand tour, Sister Fern, is more than welcoming. Dex is utterly convinced that they will fit in well, and that the duties of being a tea monk will come easily to them. Tea monks primarily serve the purpose of listening to customers' worries and serving specially blended tea to them based on their needs. So, it can't be that hard, right? When they first set up their booth in the village the next day, however, this turns out to be far from the case. No one approaches for a while until a woman sits down with them at their booth to mourn the recent death of their beloved cat. 
Dex is at a complete loss on how to respond to this depth of grief, which prompts the woman to excuse herself. Despite these initial hiccups, they move on to another satellite village called Little Creek to try again the next day. The experience, thankfully, seems to be an improvement from their first day, and even results in a brief fling with a fellow market vendor. Despite this seeming success, however, Dex still can't help but feel like there is still something missing from their life. It's supposedly a while later when Dex pedals their cart to the village of Inkthorn. In stark contrast to their first day, their booth is quickly swarmed with grateful people seeking their services before it's even been set up in the square. The tea is highly praised, and Dex has become such a cherished presence in the community that a special dinner is held in their honor. As they make their way to their next scheduled stop, the village of Hammerstrike, Dex impulsively looks up the location of the world's cricket population. Tragically, it appears that many species are now extinct, though a rare variety, known as the cloud cricket, may still be found near a remote abandoned monastery known as the Hearts Bow Hermitage. With this discovery, Dex decides to postpone their stop at Hammerstrike and instead heads in the direction of the Hermitage. After a while of traveling, Dex decides to stop and camp for the night. After they've found a good place for their wagon, they start putting together their dinner and go take a shower to get the grime of the road off themselves. While Dex is drying themselves off and seeing to their meal, they are absolutely dumbfounded to find that they are not alone. Robots had not been seen by humans since they walked away from society, but here one is, walking off in the woods towards them. It politely introduces itself as Mosscap, and asks Dex what they need and how they can help. Dex tells it all about their mission to find the Hermitage, and Mosscap eagerly volunteers to go with them, so it can see more of the world. Thus, an unlikely partnership was born, and Dex continues on their journey with a new traveling companion in tow. The book, A Song for the Wild Guilt, first came to my attention on a complete whim. I typically get all of my ebooks through the library via the Overdrive app, and this book randomly appeared as one of my suggestions based on what I've read. For me, monks have always represented the natural, spiritual aspects of the world. While robots have always stood for the constructed and unnatural. So to find a story that brought these two ideas together was too deeply fascinating for me to pass up. On reading this book for myself, I was overjoyed to find that it was a breath of fresh air. Much like our previous subject, Clara and the Sun, by Kazuo Ishiguro, here is a story that looks to the future not with cynicism or fear, but with pure, unadulterated hope. It's easy to lay awake at night, dreading not knowing what comes next. But what if what comes next turns out to be something wonderful? As stated in the prologue to this book, we are introduced to a world where robots walk away from the world of humanity one day to create an independent society in the wilderness. In their absence, humans have rebuilt their whole way of life to be much less dependent on technology out of respect to the robots. 
and much more in harmony with the nature around them. It seems so strangely wholesome to me that people hold these robots to such esteem that they would give up so much of what they had previously relied on for them without question. Another truly wholesome aspect of this book is the wonderful friendship between our two major characters, Dex and Moscat. Dex is a character who seemingly has an idyllic life, but still can't help but feel like something's missing. When Moscat comes into their life, the robot patiently listens to them and makes an earnest effort to help them work through their troubles. In turn, Moscap has never been around humans before. In its short life, it has been wandering the vast wilderness for years, with nothing but animals, insects, and fellow robots for company. Because of this disconnect from the rest of the world, Moscap is charmingly awkward about communicating with people, and Dex serves as its de facto guide through everything it had missed. Together, the two help each other to gain a new perspective and appreciation of the world around them. Unlike most other books I've covered on this podcast, there is no actual villain to defeat, or world-ending cataclysm to stop, to create tension in the narrative of this book. Because of this, there is much more room to focus on the dynamic between these two characters, and Dex's search for purpose in their life. This is a far more subtle, introspective approach to storytelling than the dynamic epic tales I regularly read, but I couldn't help but find myself spellbound nonetheless. If I could ultimately recommend this book to anyone, it would be for those who are looking for a relaxing read. A Psalm for the Wild Belt is a relatively short, easy story to follow that you can equally devour in one sitting or enjoy in smaller portions as you settle down for bed. Real life can be insanely hard a lot of the time. But with this book, every single word feels like sinking into the most wonderful bubble bath. If you need a bit of a break from the hectic pace of the holiday season, then I couldn't think of a better way to unwind than with this literary balm for the soul. Here we conclude the main portion of our show for today, dear listeners. But fear not. There's more Book Nerd Diaries headed your way after this quick word from our sponsors. How to See a Man About a Dog by Samuel Knox is a bold experiment in style and storytelling. This collection weaves starkly comic and deeply humanist stories into a heartbreaking and hilarious journey that readers will not soon forget. Written over the course of 11 years, this meticulously crafted instant cult classic by breakout author Samuel Knox searches for light in the darkest corners of modern life. Read How to See a Man About a Dog, Collected Writings, for a wholly original and ultimately illuminating experience. The ebook is available on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited, and print copies are available on Amazon, Alibri, and more. Go check it out, folks. And welcome back, all. We hope you enjoyed the break. Now with the beer on the other side, it's time for that nerdiest segment of all, the Trivia Corner. For those who might be new to the show, 
Here is where I give you a trivia question that is related in some way to our book for today. In honor of Dear Moss Cap, the ever-so-charming robot featured in A Song for the Wildlands, we're asking about another friendly fictional robot. Ready? Your question is, What is the name of the robot maid who lives with beloved classic cartoon family, the Jetsons? Is it A. Rhonda B. Rosie or C. Ruby? I'll give you a second to pause this episode if you'd like to make a guess before hitting play again. Ready? Your answer is B. Rosie. It's a sad truth that we don't currently live in the kind of future portrayed in the Jetsons. Despite this, the immortal, though sadly short-lived, Hanna-Barbera animated series is a fascinating glimpse into what people believed our world today would look like. There are machines and robots capable of amazing things these days, but I highly doubt any of them could be quite as warm-hearted or clever as Rosie. My source for this question is tvtropes.com, and you can find the link in our show notes. With that, wonderful listeners, I'm sorry to say that we have made it to the end of our episode for today. It's been a particular pleasure sharing this book with you, and I'm so glad that you shared this little bit of time with me as I talk about it. Before I go, however, I would just like to extend a few quick thank yous. Firstly, thank you so much to Julie and Katie, aka one of the most wonderful sisters a podcaster could ever ask for, for being our amazing Ride or Die subscribers at patreon.com slash bndpod. They've been here since the very beginning, and we really can't do what we do without them. Secondly, thank you so much to Foxhound and author Samuel Knox for so kindly sponsoring this episode please be sure to head to our show notes to find where you can learn more about him and his book, How to See a Man About a Dog for Yourself. Last but not least, thank you very much to everyone who has supported us for free by sharing our episodes on social media, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or telling the book lovers in their lives about us. It truly means a lot. And with independent podcasts like ours, word of mouth means everything. Due to the upcoming holidays, we'll try to release a bonus episode just for our lovely Patreon subscribers next Thursday, December 23rd, and we'll be right back here in two weeks for our special year-in-review edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. See you then all! The Book Nerd Diaries is written, edited, researched and hosted by me, Amber Wilchin. Thank you so much to the wonderful Astrofreck from Pixabay for the use of our theme song, The Grand Entrance, and one tomorrow too, also from Pixabay, for our incidental music that plays during the trivia corner. If you'd like to connect with us online, please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at BNDPod, on Facebook at BookNerd Diaries, or via our website, at bmdpod.wordpress.com. All the links you need are in our show notes, so come say hi. If you have any comments, questions, 
or ideas for future episodes to send my way, please feel free to drop an email anytime at bndpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, everyone, please be good to yourselves, because the world needs you. And don't forget to support your local library.